Hello. Hello. Welcome to Living Spain Harrisburg Church, located in central Pennsylvania in the city of Harrisburg. We have over 20 countries represented in our multicultural congregation, and we believe in transforming lives, empowering people, and impacting our communities. We pray that your life will be impacted even as the word of God goes out today. If you ever consider to join our church and become part of this wonderful family, please feel free to find us online on YouTube and Facebook, or you could worship live in the service. Our doors are open now, so you can worship live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. God bless you. We're talking about aggressive soul winning. Aggressive soul winning. The work that we have as children of God is to go out there and win souls. Just go out there and look, do whatever we need to do to bring souls into the kingdom. And you will see that part of the ways we have gone about it is in church planting. That's why we have these churches and we've gone that I talked about. And uh, I believe that God will give us the grace to be able to understand how we need to go about winning souls. But I'm going to um, go deeper, a little deeper on what uh, uh, Remy taught last Sunday from John chapter 4. Because when I my experience at the home fellowship last Sunday confirmed to me that we as a church and you and I as individuals have to become really aggressive about soul winning. And we've got to understand how this works. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify your name. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for making it possible for us to be able to gather even during this period, in spite of all that has gone on in this world through the pandemic, God, Lord, you've kept us alive. That means, Lord, you still have big assignments for us. And so, Father, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to receive your word. And as we receive it, let it transform our lives and take us to that place where you will have us be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 John chapter 4, starting from verse 34. Uh, we won't read the entire chapter. Um, it says, Jesus explained, Jesus explained, my nourishment or my food comes from doing the will of God who sent me and, and from finishing his work. That means Jesus was telling them, what, gives, what my life is all about is just about doing God's will and finishing the work that God has sent me to come and do in this earth. And that, what was that work? To save us. To save you and I. That's why we are gathered here today. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvests. The harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest is people. 
brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work and now you will get to gather the harvest. I like that. Other people have done the work. Me, I'm just coming to rake up and get the harvest and be paid good wages for even what somebody else has done. <laughs> That's big, big time. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have had him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. Amen. <laughs> Remy told you the story of the Samaritan woman last, last week, so I won't go into it in depth, but it's Jesus Christ who uh, walked into this area, came, he was supposed to go from uh, uh, Jerusalem to Galilee, but on the, he had to Normally, they will bypass the route of the Samaritans because they consider the Samaritans as, mm, these ones are not part of us. They are not really pure. And some of you do that. You look at people and you think, oh, this one are not so spiritual. And so you don't want to do it. You don't want to have anything to do with them. But Jesus Christ was making a radical statement that he came for everybody. You have to understand that principle that Jesus Christ came for who? Everybody. So he went through Samar the, the, this town uh, uh, where the Samaritans were and he met this woman and told the woman, give me water to drink. And the woman was like, well, uh, she was giving all sorts of talk. Well, the, the you Jews, why are you asking me for water? Jews should have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Two is, then the Lord started to tell me, woman, I know who you are. You have had five husbands. And the one that you are with right now, you are not even married to him. You are just shocking. That's what, that's what is in today's language. That is what would happen. And the woman was like, oh, well, ah, okay. It looks like this man knows me more than I know myself. And um, they went through a lot of talk. But eventually the woman realized that he, she was talking to somebody who... Uh, who you can consider above her normal level. Deeply spiritual. 
So you called him, I think you are one of the prophets. And then Jesus Christ told him, I'm the Messiah. And God, Lord talked to her and eventually she gave, she left what she was doing, the water she came to find and went to tell the people in town, you know, I met a man. And that man, he knows the story of my life. He knows me in and out. And so, um, you two should come and meet him. That, all, that statement, all that stuff is what um, soul winning is about. That we should reach out and bring others to Jesus. She went out and brought so many people to Jesus. And eventually, those people asked Jesus to stay. And Jesus stayed. And Jesus now won even additional souls to himself there. Uh, that is the background of all, all of this. But I want to share with you so you can gain understanding. God's desire and goal for mankind is found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9b. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9b says, God is patient because he wants everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost. Tell the person next to you, no one is to be lost. No one is to be lost. The question is, if no one is to be lost, how do we get that done? How do we accomplish that? That no one will be lost. And because this is God's will, Please, uh, Redford, escape. Your alarm is ringing. <clears throat> if this is God's will, this is God's goal, you will realize how important it is in God's heart. And that is why in Luke chapter 15, verse 7, it says, There is no more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Verse 10 of that chapter says, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when, one, when even one sinner repents. It tells you what is the heartbeat of God. That the moment somebody gives their life to, gives their life to Jesus, there is a party going on in heaven. Oh my goodness. When we get there, although by that time when we all, well, maybe I, some of us will get there before the end comes and we will be able to see how that part is going on and what is going on. But when all of us is done, when we are all done and Jesus Christ returns, uh, there is no more saving of souls at that point. It's all done. Except for the period of the, uh, what do they call it now? seven years of uh, tri huh? tribulation. Okay. So what is important for God is souls. And it must become your own mission in life. God's strategy to win every soul is based on two things. Two things. One is Jesus died and paid the price for our sins. So, 
no matter what you have done all your life and everything that else that you are still going to do that is contrary to God's will is already been paid for. Tell the person next to you it's been paid for. That is why you cannot continue uh, to, to live a life that you keep condemning yourself for things that you have been forgiven of. You know, some people can't forgive themselves. They, they get into that place where they, 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 they become sorrowful when it's already been paid for. Romans 5, 12, 12 to 21, the summary of it is this. One man sinned, that is Adam, and one man takes away the sin, Jesus Christ. So, if you will give your life to Jesus today, your sins are wiped away. All things have gone, passed away, and all things will be made what? New. All things will be made new. So, you become a new creature. And going forward, when you get your mind into that place where you want to glorify God with your life, even when you make the mistakes and you make mistakes and you sin, guess what? You go back to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry I, I asked for forgiveness. It is wiped away. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> the second part of it, that God... God's strategy to win every soul is that he is counting on you. Those of you who have been saved, who have given your life to him. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So our assignment and responsibility therefore is to win souls and disciple them. Luke 10, 2 tells us what the situation is really like. You and I have been called to go out there and bring souls into the kingdom. That's Matthew 28, 19. Go out and bring souls. And now God shows us the picture of what the world is like. These souls, where these souls are. In Luke 10, 2, it says, He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Into his harvest field. Today, I have come to challenge you. My, uh, since the Lord gave me this message, I've been praying, God, turn everybody into this, in this place into a worker that will go out and win souls. And I pray that you will receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's say amen now. Amen. Because I'm committing you. <laughs> I'm committing you into the work. But it is so important. And I pray that you will understand this. Let's go on with this. Let's learn from soul winning from Jesus Christ. The way he went about it in John 4. Jesus was very intentional in soul winning. And you have to be intentional about soul winning. Tell the person next to you, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. Look, you are not going to reach out and try to bring somebody into the kingdom of God 
if you are not intentional. If you, Remy gave us some examples last week. You now meet somebody who is your friend. Well, Jesus, you don't even have the confidence to tell that person about what Jesus has done for you. My prayer is that you will become intentional and say, today, Lord, as I go out, show me that person that you have me talk to. And when I see that person, give me the boldness to be able to tell them about Jesus. Remy told us something last week that, and from the scripture that we read, God has already prepared those hearts. Do you know that many people are already looking for answers? All you need to do is just tell them this is who he is. This is the answer. This is the answer. In our home fellowship last Sunday, when Brother Claude was giving his testimony, I was like, wow. You know, when you, we, we all have been in that place where you are seeking and you are looking for answers. You've been in church forever. But you have not really gotten to know Christ for yourself. You know, it's not everybody who is in church that knows the Lord Jesus Christ. People come religiously. And it's not about religion. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ was intentional. He was supposed to go to Galilee, but he decided to go through Samaria to talk to the Samaritan woman. And when she, he, he, he met her, he talked to her directly. I pray you will be intentional. And you see, the way you go about it, some people will say, ah, I'm not a preacher. I don't know so many passages. I don't know many scripture passages. You don't need to know a thousand. Memorize one passage. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but what? You can build on that. And you tell them, this is what he did for me. The moment I said, yes, Lord, I give my life to you, I became his child. And that's the way I've been living. So as individuals and as a church, we have to become intentional about soul winning. Number two is, Jesus made a radical and strategic move that religious people will consider inappropriate just so he could win a whole Samaritan city. You know, one of the biggest challenges to church today is people are so religious that the, the, the legalism that they bring in will turn people away. Will turn people away. In this particular story, this woman will be the last candidate that you will think God will go after. But Jesus went after her. And that tells you that you and I must become people who don't look at others and judge them and put them aside because you think you are holier but you will reach out to everyone and see that it is, God is in them. 
You see, one of the scriptures I was going to share with you before. Do you know that we are all interconnected? Everybody came from one man, Adam. And that means Pastor Eddie and my sister here, they may not have known each other forever, but they are related. <laughs> and Pastor Eddie, though he's an American and I'm from Nigeria, we are related. So, if we are all related, should you want any of your brothers and sisters to go to hell? So, it must be your priority to make sure that everybody is saved. So Jesus Christ, when he, he broke every rule, he went after a woman who, most people will say, the fifth husband, oh, not even one, not two, even if it was three, five, oh, there is a problem somewhere. And people would not want that person to come to church. That's why she by herself was at the well alone because people had already labeled her. And you see, when you label people, you don't realize that subconsciously it also affects them and they too pull back. I pray that you will change your mind today. So, because of our moral issues, no, people will not want to relate with. But Jesus Christ broke through that. Jesus Christ broke through cultural issues. They were, oh, Jews, the Samaritans don't relate with the Jews. Look, many of us who are here may be from, we are from probably 20 plus different countries from all over the world in this room. We have different cultures. We have different whatever. But we cannot, we cannot decide and say, well, you know, I'm not an American, so I can't minister to an American. Our cultures are not the same. No. Christ went after a Samaritan. So you must go after everyone that God brings you in contact with. He broke gender issues. Going to talk to a woman. When his disciples came, they said, ah, you are talking to a woman. You know, in church, they still do that kind of stuff. In some churches. Oh, a woman can't lead. Excuse me. The Bible is very clear. It says, the woman will be subject only to her husband. Not that she's subject to every man in church. In the call of God upon her life, she is the leader. And all the men in that group must submit to her. That is the will of God. Go read the scripture. You know, some people, I don't want to serve in that ministry because it's a lady who is leading. Ah. Go, 
you need to be delivered somewhere in there. Because that person may be your destiny helper. <laughs> Maybe the person that you need for your life to turn around for the good. Please, let's... Uh, I'm touching on some nerves, but that's fine. Because the will of God must be taught. He went through religious issues. You know, there's a place to worship. There's a place that the Jews worship. There's a place that the Samaritan. Jesus Christ told them, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In this place where you think that this is the place, in the very soon it will not be there anymore. That is why for us as children of God, don't become religious. Ah, in the church, um, those who uh, the pastor has beard and the Bible says <laughs> people would look for all sorts of things trying to put legalism into worship. Please, let's put all those things aside. It's all about the spirit of God. You can, you can cover your face, cover your head, cover everything. But if your heart is bad, you are bad. The Bible is very clear. It says it is what comes out of the man that defiles a man. So you can, Catherine Coleman was a very powerful preacher. She was. But her makeup, ah, <laughs> we are out of this world. <laughs> But she served the Lord mightily. It was through her that um, Benny Hinn came through. So, guys, can we put and go for the spirit? I am more interested in what a person does than how they dress. Because the effect is, when the Spirit of God is in you, the dressing will change yeah. to what is appropriate. Right. We have to be radical and strategic in our soul winning efforts. We have to develop uncommon ways to be aggressive in soul winning. You know, Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23, says, even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring what? Many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I, lived, I too lived under the law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this. So I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law 